Thank you for listening to this podcast brought to you by the Center for Christian Music Studies at Baylor University. This podcast was recorded at the 2010 Alleluia Conference. In this session entitled, Purge the Peskiness from Part Singing, Charlotte McElroy explores proven techniques for teaching harmony, from preparing the preschooler's ears to training older children to part sing with ease. To learn more about the Alleluia Conference, visit us online at www.baylor.edu slash alleluia. starting off for the first time, 
how could you do this, or would you do this with older children? Package it a little stickier, you know, up it up, you know, what does it say? Ratchet it up? <laughs> yeah, you could do that, but make the sounds really interesting. You might get something odd, you know, from your house. And I would get two sounds that were too close together because I really had to work at it. And, and have the motions they did be something really crazy, you know. Uh, stand on one foot or you know something that was a little bit different but but here again if your children have never had this experience and never had a car you need to start back at this level and just the plank at the puppy plank then And by the way, let me show you this. If your children have trouble with this, go to very distinguishable sounds. You know, make the sounds more distinguishable. In other words, it's easy for them to do a wood and a metal, so you might go back to a wood sound and a metal sound. Now, when you get up to the melodic sounds, if your children are having trouble, Doing like, let's say one group was going to respond to G and you were going to respond to E. And then when I put it together, see, then you want to start putting them together. If y'all were having difficulty with that, maybe that, that's because they're harmonious. But what I would do is switch and do like middle C and B. So your sound might be this, and your sound might be this, and you would respond, and then when you responded together, listen to this. That's more distinguishable, isn't it? So if the children are having difficulty, make a more distinguishable sound and get them good at this before you move to the closer sound. But do move to the closer sound. Now, y'all, I cannot stress to you how important this step is in teaching children's culture. And this really should be a priority in preschool and preschool. You don't want to have to do this in older children. But if your kids have never had experience with clock sounds, you have to do it in older children. Absolutely you do. You cannot train the ear unless you start at this level. Um, then, um, the next step, after you kind of get them just responding to simple sounds like this, is to do a round. And uh, rounds are, are just so easy to do. Um, so, number three would be rounds. And let me say to begin with,
then go to three. Now, it's really not difficult to find a line. Um, I brought one book, Pan, a pattern is around. Um, this is in both and Forster's will. Um, it's got both uh, some sacred things and some fun things in it. But um, the way you teach a line is you sing it in unison. Well, Actually, let me tell a general rule of thumb that I, that I learned when I studied a child's mind. It takes about four repetitions to get anything sort of embedded in the mind. That's kind of a minimum. So um, that's good for you to know when you plan choir things. But if you want children to sing around, you probably need to do it until about four rehearsals in unison. I mean, you know. So they're kind of nailing it before you ever try to divide it into a round. Then when you do divide it into a round, you actually need a leader of both groups. Um, so if you're working by yourself, you're going to need to bring in somebody from the adult choir or somebody that's available or a company to help you with that in the beginning. Because this will be an entirely new experience for some children to hear combined sound. And by the way, actually, I should have added another one here. Not only do you want to respond to different sounds, but you want to then let them play. So, if you were any of my sessions yesterday, we did some little courses where they played the chords. So actually, this would be the next one. First is they respond by listening. Then let them play in little two-chord songs just where they have to, you know, play the chords like we did yesterday. Then you finally get to the singing. Now notice what's happening here. You're going from just a simple wood metal sound to two metals or two woods. Then to simple melodic sounds. Then we're going to let them play some harmony with chords. And remember, you can use your piano. You can mark two chords on your piano. You don't have to have lesson under there. You can let children take turns playing the chords on the piano and hearing that difference and singing little two chord things. Then you get to the singing line. Remember, you want to go four weeks in unison at least before you divide into a round the first night. And I will tell you, they will usually be successful with a leader in front of each group. This is not a big, you know, bugaboo. It, it, they'll, they're usually very successful with children. And I will tell you, I usually start with a fun song simply because it kind of takes the whole uh, spiritual element out for a little bit, which is, well, remember, because what my focus is is what? I teach harp. Harp singing. It's not teaching scripture. So sometimes it's easier to pick a fun song that whose words are real simple. I don't know, it's not in this one, but did y'all ever know that one with the insa insa Do you know that one? Okay, we're going to have to do that one, because this one, if you can remember, 
and dangerous player. I'll flip and take it from here, but I don't think it is. Okay. I'll take this bridle. Children, there's a bunch of really good mountains. Um, and it may be, and y'all hear this one, you'll maybe when you ask. Um, <clears throat> oh, it, here it is. It's the Clapper song. Do y'all know that one? Okay, we gotta do this one because this is the one you could uh, <clears throat> you could write down and, and um, take home with you. <clears throat> okay, and the source is on mine. I don't know why it's not in your book because it's a great range. Play picture instead of just going from my screen picture to what the picture looks like. So y'all, uh, well, I'll just put it this way. You read quicker. First part is, oh hawk hawk, oh hawk hawk, twiddle dee dee, twiddle dee dee, boom bop bop, boom bop bop. So y'all be my echo. Oh hawk hawk, oh hawk. Big group one, 
you four right here, big group two, you four, big group three, and you four, four. You got it? All right, now I'll bring you in. And once we start, we're going to do it four times. So once you start, you're going to do the whole thing four times. And you have to do the motion.
is usually the first song I use. Um, but I only do two parts in the beginning. So we would just go like, you know, just y'all just be two parts one time so you can kind of hear it with two. Here we go. Y'all just divide right here. with some crazy motions. And I, these actually are my preferred motions. The oh, ha, ha, oh, ha, ha. Twiddle, dee, dee, twiddle, dee, dee, ee, ha, ha, ee, ha, ha. Then we teach it in unison. Then we teach it in two parts. Okay? Then the next one we teach it in three parts. You know, you just add around every week. And then we get up to four. And then I bring every stuffed dog I can find it. Because four is in fifth grade. You know, now they think it's ridiculously stupid. But um, my, I bring the dogs and I'm on the floor and I don't tell them what they're for. And then suddenly I erupt in, like, where, where's my little dog gone? And of course, they don't even know that song. That comes, what is that, the 30s or 40s or something? But um, they, they just think that's hysterical. <laughs> um, but this is so great for heart changes. And I really love this one um, to introduce. And it's called the Calliope. And uh, if y'all want to write down a picture for it, would you like to do that? Okay. It starts off with F-A-A-C-A-A, -A -A, and then up. C-B-A. Mm, no, it's not B. Okay. Ooh, it is a B. I've been, I haven't had that B flat in there. It hadn't failed, so I. Here we go. Let's start one more time. Every time I make a mistake, they get a point. <laughs> but here's the trick. I get congratulations when they cross the green of the page. And the whole goal of this is trying to get up to 25 points so that they have patience for it. But see, every time we get close, they cough and I take them away. <laughs> and, and, and miraculously, it works out that we gain 25 points about Christmas time and about the end of the year, and nothing never could be done. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of my secrets I'm only telling y'all. <clears throat> and I like it because it rewards the choir as opposed to rewarding individual children. And, um, and they have to work together to get it. And they police each other because, you know, and, and what I have to say is I don't even look to see who's caused the problem over here. I say, oh, choir's lost a point. we got problems over here. Miss Tanya, take, take away a point. Our secretary, she kept up with the point system for everything. I said, Miss Tanya, take away a point. And they come in. They, at the roll book, they stop and say, Miss Tanya, how many points do we have? I say, well, you've got 18, but y'all you know, don't have to do better, you know, because we'll take them away. And she helps me out. So, <laughs> and, uh, and, and I, I don't have to fight. I just say, Miss Tanya, take away points. But then you can earn points with gorgeous singing, you know, with real quick memorization. And they will say, Miss Pat, do we get a point? And I'll say, it's worth a double, you know. And I don't give out triples unless it's practically angels in the room, <laughs> you know. But every now and then that happens. And I tell them to get that, I have to have a silver. 
Okay, now let's try again with all the notes. <laughs> see, see if I can call them out to you. Oh, I don't have all the same octaves, but we don't, here we go. Here we go. Now we go. L, A, A, C, A, A, C, B, A, A, A. Oh, I got an E flat. Sing it with sing the letters with me one time. L A A C A A. Did you get that? C A A. Do it again. L A A C A A. C B A A. C B A A. L C C L C C. Oh ha ha. Oh ha ha. Twiddle dee dee. Twiddle dee dee. Um pa pa. Um pa pa. And then eventually you add a where a where to my little dog. And if y'all need that song, it's um, it's in one of the old Reader's Digest you know, collections. <laughs> How many have those? And it's in a big red book spiral bound called the Jumbo Children's Songbook. It's in there. It's used by a lot of public school teachers. But I think you can also go online and find it. Uh, it's, a, it's, it's about a 1930s or 40s song, I think. Uh, but anyway, that's my favorite one to do. And it's in this old book, Life They Did, Pocketbook Around, but I don't think it's still available. It was a few years ago, but I think they pulled it. Um, then, really, um, some people say to do partner songs before rounds, but I like rounds for partners. So, some books and some people will tell you to do partner songs before rounds. I don't really think it matters who they do because it's essentially the same thing. Alright, now I brought several partner songs books for you to um, look. This one is called Partners Around the World and these I just got so I know they're available. Um, Partners in Spiritual really like the idea of doing spirituals as partners. Because then, then you're getting some spiritual uh, input as well. And then, uh, same thing, this book, this was Shawnee Press, and last time I checked it was still available, it's Partners in Spirit. And it's the same thing. You might want to just come up here and look at some of these. Because frankly, you can't even spend the bucks just to see which spirit is better <coughs> Change the words and you use it for the middle of the year. It's a little 
is uh, the signs that are Christ is risen as they believe in Christmas. Christmas. Um, um, to make it just uh, general use, you'd go, Christ is my Savior, Christ is my Savior. So it's so easy to change the words and uh, just do it. Now, the same thing with partner song is true with rounds. You want to teach each part independently and let the children get fairly secure before you put it together with the partner song. So, <clears throat> let's just learn the first
Y'all don't have the Soprano song by Art Hunter. Nobody's got it? Okay, you don't. Okay. What could you substitute there? What is it? Or what do you have that you maybe could substitute? Okay, they're going to be needed for part two. What if you, you have a keyboard somewhere that you yes. Okay. Let that keyboard do uh, the top line. Let your, uh, let your um, resonator belt do the middle line. And what could you do on the bottom? You could put piano. You could just put a nice bass piano or dame on there. That's all that is. And it's not going to sound precise like this, but it'll sound pretty good. It'll sound pretty good. And particularly for your kids there. But see, see they'll be happy. You'll, you'll have at least three kids playing. And um, this really sounds good with Laura Soprano. Let's do this one one more time. And then we're going to go on to others. Here we go. Now, boys and girls, this time I'm going to get you started and I'm not going to play and see if you know it. We'll practice this until we get it. out of it. I bring in the, the choir, other choir from across the hall. I'll, I'll go get some church staff that's roaming around or some senior adults and I'll say, okay, we are putting together three songs production night, you know, <laughs> and uh, kind of make us a, a, a silly, yeah, this is where you create the fun for your choir. You know, it's interesting to me this whole fun thing because joy comes from people from the Holy Spirit. It comes from inside. It's not manufactured by external <coughs> stuff. And you bring joy to your choir. You do. It's, it's not on a CD. It's not on a video. It's you. 
And if they can't see joy in you, y'all, where are we going with this? And stop and think about it. God intended for the joy of salvation to be evident in you. I pretty much think there was joy before there were video and CDs, you know? <laughs> so I'm, I'm not sure that that's the, the way to uh, joy. End of sermon. Here we go. Let's get it in. I um, just kind of, y'all group one over there, group two sort of in the middle, group three over here. And we're just going to do this whole thing as it's written the first time through. Uh, we're all together. Here we go. There's our piece. Now, we're just going to have 
too far. Now, you tell me, what notes are those? And this is what I do for the children. And I do it sometimes in letters just so they'll get. We've got a big flat of what's in here for you. Now, boys and girls, you may even look in your folder and get out your scales here. But where in the key of what? Three flats. Where in the key of what? So, that would be something you'd already have on the board. But, let's practice that, boys and girls. Now, what does that mean? We all start on what? We all start with our fives. And here's our five notes. So, everybody sings off. Now, the group over there, we're in two. The group over there, I want y'all to go five shoulders. So, would y'all all sing five shoulders?
So not knowing any different, I did priesthood choir on one day, first through third another day, fourth through sixth on another day, junior high choir at four o'clock on Sunday evening, senior high choir, you know, and the adult choir, and all the youth activities. And then you say, we were trying to have a baby by this time, and that didn't happen because I was never home, you know. <laughs> but I did that for three years, and if I absolutely will tell y'all I worked myself dead, but I was in my 20s, you know. Doesn't matter when you're 20, you don't know any different, your body will do it. But God was preparing me for something that I never knew because I found out I absolutely love the choir. I ended up doing puppets with them and you know everything to get them to sing. But like the high school, love the adults, but really love the choir. And just out of the blue, soon after that, our um, our state department called and, and said, we heard you started a choir program up there and it's successful. Would you go to some other churches here in Mississippi <laughs> and get cranked up with programs? And that's how it began. And I, it was never my plan. It was never... Um, and, and if you stop and think about it, I, I have to tell you all this because it always makes people laugh. My my master speak was, was on the narrative of devices and how Albert Copper wrote that, which has been... <laughs> Very, very useful. <laughs> Isn't it just a I think of all the time I spent doing that thing. <laughs> but um, I tell you this to tell you that God brings us from lots of different places. And some of you have said to me, well, I don't really know a lot about music, and you know, I don't feel confident with this. And But I, I will also tell you the absolute worst children's choir director I have ever seen was a lady with a master's. Our spirit, and why she ever even agreed to do it, and, and she just hated them because she hated them, you know. <laughs> and so I just thought, all right, the masters in music doesn't necessarily, you know, create success here. And I'm saying this to you now on this heart singing thing because a lot of people are afraid of heart singing with children. They're afraid they can't teach it. They're afraid the children won't be successful. They think, man, you know, I don't have the pedigree or, you know, I've never really done this. And what if I can't do it? So they just sing everything right off a CD in unison. Oh, man, y'all are robbing your kids. Did you hear how neat that sounded? <laughs> with just the voices doing in papa, with just the voices doing Alleluia. And y'all, that kids love it. Kids love to hear themselves in that song. I mean... They think it's cool, you know. I mean, they walk out of there going, man, you know, we're good. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I have to remind them that that goodness came from the Lord. Yeah. You know? It's not in you, buddy. Um, but I, if you're not, if you've not been really confident with heart singing, I hope that this little, um, well, I've already erased it. <laughs> uh, but I hope that that little sequence I will help you, but let's review this <coughs> It's not necessarily a sequence. It begins as a sequence. So they need to listen to percussive sounds. They need to go from very, very distinguishable sounds to less distinguishable sounds. Then you need to move into the melodic area. Same thing, just distinguishing sounds and make games from it. Don't go in there and do this heavy duty exercise, you know, where they're ear praying. 
you know, they'll all look at you like, you know, make it a game. Somebody said to me, I need me a game. My answer was turn everything into a game. They don't know the difference. I call everything a game. So we're going to play any game. Well, it's, it's really a very, you know, spout musical activity, but I just don't tell them that. So everything's a game. So whatever you do, whether it's singing or music, find some way to make it into a game. Start it off. So then you move to round and kind of round partner style and things and go into two-part endings simultaneously. You can kind of do all of those at once. And then you're ready for a full-blown part. And I will tell you the next step, and I learned this from Martha Perkins and Lydia Pick a hymn and teach them all the alto parts. The entire choir learns the alto parts of the hymn. Then you sit in church together and y'all sing the harmony while the congregation sings the melody. And the minister of music just makes an announcement that day that our oldest children's choir is here today and they're going to be singing the harmony while the congregation sings the melody. And maybe we can do one stanza a cappella so that um, they get to really hear themselves. And then after that, they're just ready to take off. It just comes like, you know, it comes easy. But that is a really neat thing to do, is to, to have them all to learn alto parts. And, uh, and if you need to have some support, if some of them are struggling, you can put some adults in there with them for some support. Usually they won't need it. Usually if they practice that alto part, um, and, and, you know, get a hymn they like, you know. Um, now, any questions on this? Can y'all believe I'm only five minutes over, four minutes over? Any questions? Yes. Okay. Go part soon. <laughs> Thank you again for listening to this podcast. To learn more about the Alleluia Conference, visit us online at www.baylor.edu slash alleluia.